Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I feel like we got to hustle on this one, Daniel. We went a little over on the last one. Don't forgive us. Talk I hope. about our personal goals. Rocking them. All right, rocking them. Here we go. We've got an interesting question that is a very hot topic out there. I certainly have passionate opinions on it, but I'm going to encourage this caller to do, the own, do their own math. And to do some further research, because again, there's a lot of information written on the topic. We've got a good question coming in from Brandon in Washington. What do you got, Brandon? D-I-Y! Hey guys, Brandon here from Walla Walla, Washington. My question's regarding using a whole life insurance policy as a means of generating wealth. Uh, This is a concept that was recently introduced to me. My understanding is that I could put money into this policy Uh, and eventually borrow against it without disrupting the compound interest curve and then taking that money and investing it elsewhere. Uh, However, I'm not too entirely sure how easy it is if it's um, as simple as they make it seem to be. I'm just curious your thoughts on whole life and uh, what other options are out there. Thanks. Appreciate the podcast. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right, Daniel, this is an interesting one. Uh, whole life, what do you got? You know, we don't like a lot of rules of thumb on this show because uh, generally we think that most of them are bunk uh, or you it's a situation-by-situation basis. But generally speaking, rule of thumb, personally, I don't love whole life because insurance should really match the need or the goal that you're looking for. And... As far as financial planning goes, there's not a lot of instances that I've run into uh, where whole life becomes the the solution that we're looking for. That doesn't mean that it it never is. Uh, You know, there are situations that exist that that may call for that as a solution, but very rarely is whole life going to do something for you that you can't do with strategically um, allocated term policies and then kind of investing the difference. And Insurance is not really something that I would use to diversify your investments. Uh, you know, to, to basically, there's a school of thought that, you know, don't put it in stocks, you know, put a chunk of it into, you know, whole life, et cetera. There's just not a lot of, of upside benefit here that you get that you can't get uh, by doing, for instance, what our family does, which is laddered term policies based upon a financial calculation of what we would need at any particular time over the next couple decades uh, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, what are the insurance amounts that we would want available based upon our kids' ages, based upon uh, where the family would be at that time, and ensuring we have enough term for each of those. And you can go get multiple term policies if you need to. So we do that. And then we take the cash that we would have otherwise been paying towards a more expensive whole life policy and allocating that towards retirement and investments and things of that nature that will grow, that we can quantify, that I actually understand better how it's working and how the return is coming. And that's generally the case for most people uh, when it comes to financial products that get a little bit more complex and branch out into the insurance or annuity world. Hey, D-Man. 
All right, Brandon, here, here's how this works. I'm going to put a couple disclosures out there. When I first entered the business, I worked for a wealth management firm. I was a broker. I was a stock broker, and I was an insurance salesman. So I want to clarify that because I know that either you're the individual that's, quote, unquote, educating you on this, i.e., your friend who's now in the insurance business, or insurance salesmen that are listening to this, and you immediately go, Quinn doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. I do. I sold the products. I'm very well aware of that. And I'm always happy to have an educated dialogue about this. I'm also aware that change uh, another man's opinion against their will, they're of the same opinion still. So I'm not going to have this uh, argument. I'm going to have an educated discussion about it. I'm like Daniel, and I've run the numbers, and I can share with you that the numbers always say to buy term and invest the rest. Insurance is not an investment vehicle, okay? Term insurance is to cover three things. It is to cover outstanding debts. It is to fund potential future liabilities, children's educations, etc. And finally, it's to bridge the gap between the surviving spouse or surviving individuals as they move on with their life. So when you're calculating insurance, calculate all your debts, Add in future liabilities, how many kids you have, you want to be able to pay for their college, you at least want to set some money aside for them, et cetera. And then how much does your spouse or individual that's caring for your kids need to bridge the gap over your loss? Well, in my situation, it was about a million bucks. So what I did was I calculated out, I need a million dollars. I went out, I bought 20-year term insurance. Why 20 years? Well, past 18 my kids are going to be gone, hopefully out of my house. I will have put away money for them for either college or life expenses. I will have saved a good deal towards retirement. And hopefully by then, I will not have debt. So therefore, at that time, I do not need insurance. Bottom line is, do you pay the insurance over the years and then you quote unquote have nothing? Yeah, you do. But if you want to kind of get in a pickle about that, you're upset not using your car insurance, go get a little fender bender today so you can use that car insurance. Or start a little small fire in your house so you use your fire insurance. Come on. The reality is insurance is there to protect you through unforeseen circumstances. Now, here's what somebody's going to say. Yeah, but you know what you can do, Brandon? You put this money aside. It can grow tax deferred. Then you can borrow from the policy, and you'll get that money tax-free. Why not a Roth IRA? What's wrong with that? How about investing in a Roth IRA, putting that money in, and then having the ability to use your money anytime you want for no taxes. That's a newsflash, right? How about just taking the money? And this is a calculation that most people hate to do as far as in the insurance business, taking the calculation of what you would buy that term policy for, taking the difference and investing it in an index fund, a taxable index fund, and actually run the math on the taxes that you would pay on the dividends, the dividends that are coming out of that S&P 500, and then, and this is very important to understand, the long-term capital gains tax when you sell that. Whether it's an insurance product in a life insurance form or an annuity, most people don't know that when they use gains out of that, it's not long-term capital gains, it's taxed as ordinary income. Brandon, I could go on and on about this subject matter. You obviously know where I fall. There's some caveats. And I want to say that and stress that, as Daniel alluded to, which is very important. 
if you're looking at bundling some sort of insurance policy to get long-term care. I think that's impressive and important and worth exploring. If you are incredibly wealthy and you're setting up some sort of insurance trust to avoid estate tax, that's a possibility. It can be used as a tool, but as a savings and investment plan, I'm not for it, especially when you're trying to pay off debt, make sure you get on a DIY monthly budget, saving for your future, retirement spending, et cetera, et cetera. In my opinion, that cash flow that you need can go to better places other than to a whole life premium. Do your homework on it. Don't just take our word for it. Go on, research, type in, buy term, invest the rest, see what comes up. See what Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey has written extensively on this. See what Dave Ramsey says about it. Then you can make your own decision and draw your own conclusion. Insurance is often sold, not bought. I will leave you with that. Insurance is often sold, not bought. If you want to go out and buy term insurance, just go online, type it in. It's basically a commodity. Make sure the health of the insurance company is sound and secure. If you have an agent, that's fine, but it's a commodity. The prices are going to be very competitive. Whole life and the like are often sold to consumers. All right, you've been listening to DIY Money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.